Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome in, everybody. We are back doing what we love, which is talking about Kansas Jayhawks basketball. Hello, everybody. Jonas Norvin here on the Believe in Jayhawks basketball show on the Believe Podcast Network. Hope you're all doing well. Hopefully, you know, things aren't burning up wherever you are. I think I saw in the news today as I was sitting at the car service repair shop that we're going through a heat wave throughout the nation. So you stay cool out there. All you cool cats and dogs. Uh, anyways, Believe Podcast Network on the <laughs> your number one a podcast home for professionals. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? Yeah, I've got my car service today. I don't know. I'm no gearhead, no petrol head, but my car had been saying it needed an oil change for actually, we're in June now, right? So four months. You know, sometimes you sort of get the idea and and things pop up in your life and they sort of become routine as you start to push them off and you start to procrastinate. Um, But the thing was, like, with everything that happened in the last year and a half, I don't know if you've heard about it. There's been a little something, something happened across the globe. But, you know, the the service, your oil light came on and the notification came on my VW Golf, which I like to zip around in, because... It had been a year in February since my last oil change, but my miles were way down. So, like, I put it off, I put it off, I put it off. And then eventually, today I was like, yeah. Or yesterday when I made the appointment, I was like, I should probably do this regardless. You never know what's going on. Turns out, it's all good. Still expensive. Thanks, VW. Anyways, little insight. So, I hope everyone's life is sort of normalizing similar to that, right? Fun things like getting your oil changed. Mm, how we missed it. How we missed sitting there for two hours with a, a mother and her child and a young, not an infant, not a toddler, but old enough to know better, still screaming in the waiting room. <laughs> Real life. It's the best. Anyways, short show on the docket for today. Not much really in the world of Kansas basketball. Saw on the Social media accounts for KU Hoops that the the youngsters, the players, I'm at that age now where I can call them youngsters, where the the players were moving into the DeBruce Center, the basketball-only dorm. Or that's the idea behind it. I think you need to have other students stay there. Like, so it's not just like, look at these basketball players in their palatial estate on their throne. Like, you, you, you can have some normies staying in there as well. But the idea stands that it's for the basketball players. So they're moving in. Really nice with the parents there, the whole coaching staff there with some welcoming high fives. Saw uh, Bobby Pettiford move in. Other players that I'm still learning, they also moved in. <laughs> and the KJ Lawrence, right? So, pretty cool. Guys are moving in. Uh, news that's not as cool, though. Yeah, just came through the other day. Um, this is... Is maybe sort of a no-brainer and comes from the Department of No Duh, 
Like this guy's going to lead the program. Okay. Isn't he sort of like not with the program already as it is? Uh, it was announced that Silvio De Sosa, the power forward, uh, two days ago announced that he's going to enter the NCAA transfer portal, which sort of, I guess, puts a bow and puts a capper on what's been a really disappointing and really is tragic the right way to put it, like Hamlet. Is this a tragedy? It's certainly sad, and it's been tough to watch this downward spiral of a Kansas basketball career for Silvio De Sosa. Um, just because you enter the transfer portal doesn't mean you're leaving. But he didn't play last year. He opted out. He's embroiled in, I believe, a battery charge. And I have the article pulled up here, uh, so I wouldn't get it wrong. My my attorney of a father always makes sure that, you know, if you're going to say something legal, if you're going to say what someone's been charged with, you don't mess that up. Um, yeah, he's soon to be charged with aggravated battery from an incident in January of 2020. So, uh, excuse me, got a call there. How popular must be Silvio de Sosa's attorney letting me know what's up. Uh, you got a lot of work on your hands. So he sat out last year and it stemmed from that aggravated battery or the alleged aggravated battery. So he sat out, he's dealing with that. He's now in the transfer portal, but think about where Silvio de Sosa's career has essentially fallen from. And we're going to talk Silvio right now to sort of shed a tear or two over what could have been. And it'll get into three Jayhawks in the NBA. We're going back to school, even though it's summertime. But so this is a kid that came in, graduated high school early, joined the Jayhawks when they really needed some big men depth. Remember, that was the year I think they had Sasinski, right? The the tight end for the KU football team playing a little power forward or at least practicing with the team because they just needed the big man depth. Udoka got hurt, of course. And he came in, body body built by the Greek gods. I think he's Angolan, right? Comes in in January, debuts, I believe, against West Virginia. Plays pretty well. Really, just the talent. You could see it, and he was so raw. Athleticism through the roof, albeit undersized, but still just learning the game. Has some great moments in the Big 12 tournament against West Virginia. Kansas wins the Big 12 tournament. They go on a Final Four run. I may be getting my timelines mixed up here, but from there on, I was like, he had the college basketball world at his fingertips. And I, if I remember correctly, that's just sort of where it went down from, right? Gets embroiled in the college basketball bribery scandal. Came down between Maryland and Kansas, correct? Which I think everyone agrees that, like, just not necessary in the world of college basketball. We don't really care. But he's involved in that, playing time affected by that. That, of course, has that humongous suspension last year. Again, not playing that great. The team's really good. Silvio's not playing that well. If anything, this is the suspension of Silvio de Sosa cut down the rotation, made it easier in Bill Self. Not that you know that was necessary for him to get into that fight, but it was the fracas at the at the Fieldhouse, right with K State. And unfortunately, when you say the name Silvio de Sosa, that is the image that is going to be burned onto your frontal lobe 
It's the image you will immediately think of when you hear that name, Silvio de Sosa. Stool, chair over his head, cocked back, ready to fire it at somebody. Luckily, someone got in his way. That would have been aggravated battery on national TV. So it's tough. It's, t- it's been tough to watch. Then he sits out all of last year and the news comes out of his allegations and now he's leaving in all likelihood. I don't know where he could go. That sounds terrible to say. But when you've got legal issues over your head, a guy who hasn't played essentially in two seasons now, he might really have to go down the pecking order and the college basketball ladder in order to get some playing time. So I hope for the best, I guess, for him. You know, without knowing the guy, he always seemed nice enough and liked enough by his teammates, but I don't know him in the slightest. Rarely have heard any interviews from him. Could be a prick. Uh, But until other stuff comes out or, you know, stuff comes out in court that could sway that, you know, you sort of hope for the best for someone who's been in a tough situation. And we'll go from there. All you hope for is that the truth comes out, right? That's Silvio de Sosa. Uh, probably saw him play in a Kansas uniform for the last time, now two seasons ago. And uh, that's that. Tough career. Really tough progression of a career. Probably something you won't see uh, for a long time. Although LeGerald Vick's career had some really ups and downs and some crazy turns, didn't it? <laughs> Guys having an unbelievable senior season, then poof, he's gone. Having trouble at home, supposedly, never really know. Does anything really ever come up from that? I'll have to search into it, let you know next week. Or message me, Jonas Nordman. You can find me online. What happened to little Gerald Vick? I know he had a workout at the IMG Academy in Florida. Uh, I don't think he got drafted, though. So we'll look into that. Anyways, that's Silvio de Sosa. On to guys that really took advantage of their opportunities, if you will. Guys that made it to the NBA, listen to the Believe in Jayhawks basketball show on the Believe Podcast Network. College basketball has been a little bit quiet this this week. (laughs) You know, obviously exploded with the Coach K news last week. Hopefully you enjoyed that diatribe I had. Uh, Right now, things are just not happening college basketball-wise. People are still somewhat reacting to Krzyzewski. You know, the NBA playoffs are sort of encompassing anything that involves the game of basketball. Players moving in, yes, but really nothing happening. Now, recruiting-wise, there's not much also. So with that, we continue with the Jayhawks alum. Three players today. It's really interesting. I, I, I like to make my commentary on the state of the Jayhawks professionally. You know, we had a few players last time we did this, what, two, three weeks ago? The Jayhawks seem to have players at both spectrums of the league. Either they're on some really bad teams, Makai Luke on Detroit, right? Or I guess he's now with OKC, but Josh Jackson on Detroit, they suck. Or they have players on like the elite squads on the other end of the spectrum. You know, the Lakers were, for the time being, the defending champions. So Markeith Morris, uh, Marcus Morris is still playing, had his shot blocked mind you, by Rudy Gobert in their first game for the Clippers against Utah. Joel Embiid 
on a team that could potentially be a favorite in the East, uh, either Philadelphia or Brooklyn, obviously. So it's, I guess that's good or bad that the players on the bad end are getting their opportunities to play, make a name for themselves, make some money, maybe become trade chips to go to better teams, which I think is what you've seen a lot from the guys that are on those elite teams, save Embiid, who was drafted. And they're avoiding that soft underbelly, that cushy middle of the NBA where you don't want to be as a team, as an organization, and maybe not necessarily as a player. I know it sounds weird that you'd rather be on a terrible team than like a middle team. And maybe this is me thinking as like a fan or like front office perspective, but the middle of the NBA is just no man's land. It's like, you're not good enough to compete. You're not bad enough where you're tanking and you're not acquiring through the draft excellent pieces for the future. Those guys on the bad teams, yes, they're bad teams, but they're getting their opportunities to play. And if you shine, then you get used as a bargaining chip. And with that, I don't know if any of that made sense. To me, it made perfect sense. (laughs) I know exactly what I'm saying. Clear as crystal. And again, I may be thinking of this from like a analysis standpoint. Maybe it's not the best for the players. Maybe you would rather be on like a decent team. I wouldn't know. I'm not an NBA player, believe it or not. So on sort of the top end of that middle segment of the NBA, that middle third, are where we find the three players we're going to talk about today. One of them is an all-time Jayhawk favorite. One of them, or both the other two, a lot of fanfare coming in. Both ended up on the same team. Probably know who I'm talking about now. So all three of these guys ended up in the play-in segment of the NBA playoffs. So they made the playoffs sort of. Think of it like the first four in college basketball terms. So first and foremost, the man with the gigawatt smile, Devontae Graham. What a career he's put together, right? Undrafted, G League, plays well, gets an opportunity with Charlotte the last few years, and now he's a role player. He is glue for that Charlotte Hornets team. It gets a lot of attention, yes, for LaMelo Ball, but anytime you see the numbers for most three-pointers made in the last three seasons, best rate of three-pointers, Devontae Graham is right there. This is a good NBA player. This is a guy who is making an impact, making a name for himself. And if this Charlotte team is on the up and coming, which many seem to believe that they are, when you have a standout point guard like LaMelo Ball, and we think of Devontae as like a point guard, but really, I mean, LaMelo is going to be ball dominant for the rest of his career, which might help Devontae even more because in the NBA, he's no more as like a sharpshooter. It was coming off a rough game. <laughs> His last game of the season against Indiana in that play-in game, the ninth place versus 10th place game. He only had four points. But Indiana kind of, kind of put a stomping on Charlotte. But this year, Devontae averaged, let's call it 15 points per game. Almost five and a half assists per game. I mean, he had a good season. Sorry, he didn't go undrafted. He just drafted in the second round, pick 34 of the second round. So, yeah. 
But Devontae's really made a name for himself. It's impressive. It's amazing to see for a guy that every Jayhawk fan loves. I mean, look at the number. I'm looking at his game log right now. 31 points against Denver, a really good Denver team. They have the MVP on their team. 25 points against the Knicks. Again, a playoff team. 30 points against Phoenix. Look at Phoenix right now. Burning down the competition. So Devontae Graham, kudos to him. He's having a a fantastic year. 37 and 37.5% from three for Devontae Graham this year. He's a key cog for a solid team. And all the credit goes to him. Oh, excuse me. Captain Obvious speaking through the microphone there. So we move on. The next player up. Whew. Man. Mr. Handsome. Kelly Oubre Jr. He is a member of the Golden State Warriors. Both of these players are. Now here's the thing about Kelly Oubre. Brought in, sort of part of this retooling of the Golden State Warriors. Had a solid year. 15.4 points per game, six rebounds a game. About an assist per game. Plays good defense, but he got hurt. And Kelly Oubre has not played or did not play Golden State. Also went into the play-in games, as I mentioned. But he last played April 27th. Not what you want to see necessarily. I believe he's a free agent now. But he's got suitors. I got a notification just about an hour before I started recording. There are several teams out there that are eyeing Kelly Oubre. He's a valuable player in today's NBA. I don't know if he's necessarily living up to being the 15th overall pick type of hype. But he's good. Guy's now been in a couple different spots, of course. He had his moments for Golden State this year. Just got banged up. It's tough to see. A guy who, you know, with Oubre, I felt this when he was at Kansas. And, you know, he's performed since he's been in the NBA, but sometimes I just really think he's a little bit more worried. And look, more credit to the guy, right? He's handsome. He's incredibly rich. Lives in the Bay Area for the time being. Like, what he's doing is working for his happiness, presumably. But he just seems so concentrated on brand, his vibes. Seems like a cool vibes kind of guy. Trying to be more of like an Instagram kind of guy. Always worried about his hairstyle as a brand. When he's super talented. Who knows? I don't know what goes on behind closed doors for Kelly Oubre, right? But from the outside looking in, that's what it seems like. But again, he'll be sought after. And he's had a really solid career. Six years in the league, right? He's really coming into his own right now. He's 25 years old. He's about to hit his physical prime. You could say the sky's the limit for Kelly Oubre. Keep an eye. You don't know. Would be interesting if he stays with Golden State, right? Steph Curry's back to being his dominant self. Klay Thompson will be back next year. 
that could be a really interesting roster to be a part of. But the future is in his own hands. And we wrap up with the enigma. Andrew Wiggins. The numbers, as per usual for Andrew Wiggins, solid, looks good. 18.6 points per game, five rebounds a game, 2.4 assists. A guy who's now 26, man, just finished up his seventh year in the league. Time flies. Three-point shooting says 38% right here, 47.7%. So out of the spotlight on a team where he doesn't have to be the guy, like I just mentioned, Steph Curry is certainly the guy. He's amazing. Andrew Wiggins put together a good year. This seems like it's the scenario that works best for Andrew Wiggins. Undeniable ability and talent. The athleticism is still there. There was a couple times in the two play-in games, the faux playoff games, where he was dominant. He played really well. I mean, the game against Memphis that they lost in overtime, 22-10. and 10. Granted, he was minus eight, def- uh, minus eight on his plus minus, so defensively might be lacking a smidge. But he's good. He's a good player. But he's on the fringe where he's like, he's not a bust. He contributes. He puts up good numbers. You know, the situation in Minnesota was probably not the best. They're trying to sell, so it shows, it shows that... Uh, I'm talking about the ownership, of course. So it shows that from the top bottom that it's probably not a well-run organization. We know what Jimmy Butler did when he went in there and yelled at him and Carl Anthony Towns. Probably not the most mentally competitive. I don't know. Jimmy Butler ate those guys up. Jimmy Butler probably is also not a fun guy to be around. But I think you get what I'm getting. You You're picking up what I'm throwing down right now. So Andrew Wiggins, good statistical numbers. Hasn't won really at all in his career yet. We'll see what another year in Golden State does. He's part of this interesting roster. Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry. The band is getting back together, and for the time being, it looks like that includes, hey, Andrew Wiggins is also there. Remember the original Warriors team before Durant got there and it was like unbearable to deal with them? They had Harrison Barnes in that situation or in that position. Andrew Wiggins is essentially a better Harrison Barnes, right? I I know that sounds like sort of an insult, but Barnes played that role really well. And Wiggins infuses more athleticism. And judging off his numbers this year, better shooting. So we'll see. Could be something to keep an eye on up there in the Bay. Well, that's all I got for you this week. <laughs> really, not much. We're probably going to have to get into uh, the, the the roster review for Kansas pretty soon here. I've been trying to push that down as far as possible into the summer because, hey, this is the dog days of college basketball. I think we've done a pretty good job as we made our way into June, but it might be about that time. Again, the news is really slowing to a crawl, but you never know, right? Who knew about Coach K? 
I guess he did. Anyways, thanks for listening. I must say thanks for watching. Be weird if you're watching as I was recording this. Uh, but anyways, have a great weekend. Stay cool if it is a heat wave out there. If it's not, then no sweat. How about that? Take care, everybody. As always, rock shot. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.